Welcome to UNMC Diaries, the podcast for UNMC students by UNMC students. I'm Shamra. And I'm Ken. And we are the hosts of UNMC Diaries, brought to you by i2Reality, the platform where your ideas become reality. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of UNMC Diaries. Today, Ken and I kind of have a special guest for you. Ken, who do you say our guest is? He's a he. Can you say that? They. They <laughs> exist. Okay, okay. The guest is a he, okay? So, <laughs> it's okay. Indeed, he's of the masculine gender. You've probably seen him around campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I most probably find him in the dancing room. Is it, was that dancing what you Okay, dancing studio. MashaAllah, brother. Sorry, I, I, I don't know how you call those. <sighs> Basically, to me personally, I would say he's the face of NDC. So, face of NDC, introduce yourself. Hey, thank you, Shamra. Thank you, Ken, for the masculine introduction. <laughs> so, <laughs> hi. As what Shamra said, or oh, I forgot, was it Ken that said that you guys most yeah, probably have seen <laughs> seen me around campus. So, uh, I'm Matteo, and maybe some of my classmates are hearing this. So, uh, I am a year three biomedical sciences student, and yes, I am the face of. Dance club? No, I'm just joking. But um, are you? <laughs> okay, so I'm currently the president of the Nottingham the Nottingham Dance Club. Yeah. So why did you put so much emphasis on the Nottingham? Because I think my club is one of the best in this club. This oh, university. Oh, wow. I'm really proud of my club. Okay, it's that's okay, my whole. Yeah. Okay. Alright. You that's know, Matteo, like mm-hmm. when I first remembered that your name was Matteo, I'm sorry, I forget people's names really mm-hmm. easily. Um, Matteo is actually the name of the main character of one of my favorite books. Which is? They both die at the end. (laughs) I'm not kidding. So this is how Sharma remember people's name. I mean like... Whether they die or not. Yeah. Okay, but like... They did die at the end, don't worry. (laughs) I mean, everybody dies in the end, so what's the point of living in the name? That's what the book is about. (laughs) Except I liked his character a lot, so don't ruin him for me. Okay. Oh, wow. So, a bit... (laughs) A bit of a background of my name. So, uh, I have a twin brother. He's not here. He's back in Jakarta. I'm Indonesian, by the way. So, yeah. Um, and I have a little brother. And, like, my twin brother's name is Marco. And my little brother's name is Mario. So, the three of us has very Italian-influenced name. Because, like, my father used to have this uh, Italian headmaster. And they were really close. And... I think he gave us like the name or something like that. Oh. So well, my name is like I asked the meaning of my name and then apparently it means the gift of God. I'm like I'm not oh, even yeah. religious <laughs> and I'm like carrying such a heavy burden no on pressure my name. There. Oh, <laughs> Can relate though. My name means ready for battle. Oh my god. I know. Shamra means that? Yeah, Shamra has two meanings, okay, in Arabic. One is sweet smelling grass and the other meaning is Stop laughing, I am a sweet smelling grass. <laughs> Fuck you. And the other meaning is ready for battle and I'm like <clears throat> I mean the the ready for battle makes sense, you know. It, Ken. it says Ken. a lot about your personality. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Matthew, um mm-hmm. you know, you also know that okay, you might not say this yourself but other people might say that you are the face of NEC, okay? Mm-hmm. So um what made you get into dancing? Is it something that you always liked from young or is it something you picked up? In uni. When? Yeah. Okay, so um, this is gonna get a bit long because maybe a bit sentimental. But like, um, I started dancing on the, during the 8th grade. So I was in the junior high school and like I was in the all-guys school. So mm-hmm. imagine every single day I have to wake up at 5am. There's no entertainment at all. And all I see is just sausages everywhere and like, oh. yeah, I felt like, <laughs> I yeah, and I was kind of bullied back then during like junior high school. So I'm like, I don't have the motivation to go to school. And one day, like, you know, like during school, you're forced to join extracurricular activities. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, I found out this one society, uh, it's called Breaking Society. Like breaking is basically um, b-boying, if you know, like those people that can like Beyblade on the ground like just spin like a gun oh, or something okay. like that so I researched about like breaking before I joined like this society itself and I found it wow it's quite cool you know cause like they look like 
they can they can look cool one and then they look very strong because imagine like you can hold up your whole body weight with just one hand and you can jump up i'm like wow i want to do that also because i in general i'm someone really small and free back then so i wanted to have something to exhibit my strength at least to show that oh, I can actually do something. So I, after that, I joined the society and I found out that society is actually very small. We only had like less than five members and most of them don't know shit at all. So like all we do is just we watch YouTube videos and we just try practice practice. I was really shitty back then, like legit shitty and I used to injure my back a lot. So like, you know, blue blacks yeah. and like my Blue black will get so bad that it will get like dark purple to black color. Like moving a bit will actually cause me a lot of pain. Mm. But yeah, it was a really, really, really long journey. Like at one point, we got a teacher, so we had to pay oh. the teacher. Yeah, so the teacher is from like, uh, so basically breaking itself. It's a street culture, from it. I would say it's uh the father of hip hop. If you're familiar with the hip hop culture, it originated. From the US, definitely. I won't talk too much about the history, but back to my story. Um, after some time, after my high school and everything like that, I kept doing it 8th grade, 9th grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, and I realized that I'm not improving a lot. So after I graduated, I stopped. And I came into this uni and I found out that, oh, hey, there's this club. It's called Nottingham Dance Club. Because one day I was just walking around, like, you know, how freshers like to like just wander around cluelessly and I had two friends with the lanyard yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to lanyard and I look completely different like like from how I look today if you knew me back then it's like mm, like I'm yeah. sorry engineering people but can relate uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of look like you back then I'm sorry <laughs> like um like yeah I was just wandering around I heard music inside and I'm like oh hey like there's a dance club over here but I realized that they did not have a proper uh, breaking class. Oh. So I was mostly just practicing by myself. And I got introduced to a lot of more genres because back then I had this like, oh, breaking is superior to any other of genre, other genres. And I got introduced to like K-pop. I got introduced to hip hop in general, even Bollywood, contemporary, um, urban dance and all those different kind of dance and I realized that oh that's actually my passion like it actually makes me happy that I can I'm able to discover all these stuffs and I got so attached to this club that I cannot seem to leave it what so, you gonna do when you graduate man? I'm gonna cry my ass out definitely like <laughs> Um, please don't talk about that. It's a really sensitive topic. That's every so sad. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like every time my friend mentioned that we're gonna graduate this year, and I'm just gonna you can you shut the fuck up and just like <laughs> not remind like this way master's degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what my father told me because like my parents actually know about how attached I am to this society. Oh, so your parents are really supportive of yeah yeah they are actually supportive that's which is nice. quite rare I would say yeah. from coming from a Chinese family. Uh, but yeah, uh, the fact that I s- spend most of my time in university at the dance studio and especially in the front there, like, you know the table over there, like yeah. people will most probably spot me over there. I'm just like doing my own shit, taking a nap, just doing some random ass shit. So over that's there. your spot? Uh? Yeah, that's my spot. Even though it's meant, meant for the office over there. Yeah, I see he... them hosting meetings. I'm like, wow, they took the NDC's <laughs> table. <laughs> Everyone knows that as NDC table. Apparently, someone talks shit about our club. They say like, oh, this club and society just claim. I'm like, then if you don't like, just come there and sit lah. We will do mine or something like that. Just join us. Uh, so yeah, okay. Uh, I'm getting like side sidetracked but um maybe people think of me as the face of NDC because like recently I've like uh I've become more active also in other events most probably like uh like for example the freshest night recently for this year uh I oh my god thinking about it makes me cringe a lot like <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> like I did like the Fortnite dance like in front of a lot of people and like I made people follow me 
so that was something said this okay. even if you went to hell you drag people down with you mhm mhm exactly and i can see the is that what we do here <laughs> i i can see the cringe on like all the freshest face but i was it was something enjoyable and i think most probably people notice me as the 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 bucket hat too Oh, like yeah. yeah, I got so annoyed when I started seeing you wearing hats cuz like wearing hats is like my <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's not okay. Okay. I have a bond to pick with you. I hope you lose all your hats and your hair. Wow. I lost my I mean like I, I was bored before this, but I decided to like this. Yeah, but that was my choice. Actually, True. being bored gives him more reasons to wear a hat, so No. No hats, no hair, <laughs> nothing. Let your head shine. Okay, anything for you, Shamro. Thank you. Hmm. Queen Shamra. Mm, okay. You're just getting a little too far, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I can talk about about me being the <coughs> the face of NDC. There's someone else I can regard to as the face of NDC. Anyone everyone else in NDC calls him the face of NDC, but I'm like, me. If people call me the face of NDC, then so be it. I don't mind the title at all. I mean like personally I would say I call you the face of NDC cuz like I think you're the only one I know like by face and by name. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I, okay. I Consolation hate, prize. It's I hate good surprising, enough. so good enough, good enough. I was like, "Oh, yeah, you know that NDC. Earlier you were like dancing boy to me." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, the dancing boy." Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so piercing you talked about you were bullied when you were mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What grade was it? Eighth grade, basically yeah, during grade. junior high school. Okay, yeah. so did Was it bull- what why was it like you physical for? bullying yeah, be- or like is it because of the size or is just Okay um basically what happened was uh first things first like people have this tendency to bully someone that's smaller or weaker in general and I was someone that's not well spoken at all first things first and I was really small in frame like really small in frame and uh I was basically the emo kid back oh, in school so um yeah he would understand that but like uh <laughs> like uh, sorry shamra but like um i think that it's just that i was so defenseless and i was so weak that people like people that are bullied bullied me also oh. so i'm like basically on the bottom of the food chain Love the bullying chain. Whenever I hear about people being bullied, I feel like really, really, really bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just like, um, growing up, like my school didn't really have a bullying culture, but mm. I also went to an all girls school mm. for the most part. Mm. And you would think that there would be like bullying and stuff happening, but there, yeah. at least in like my grade, there wasn't. Okay. And like I just, it's a bit unfathomable, unfathomable for me, like to think that like, you would like willingly like torture somebody else. It's just like really exactly, exactly. Really, it's uh, like the lowest of the low, you know. Exactly, like, especially if a person is smaller than you and weak. Like, why would you? Like, um, I think for me, it's not outright bullying. It's like I was being, I was basically an outcast, oh. and uh, you know, like those people that are not included in any of the groups or any oh. of the activities, and like. They sometimes insult me or something in words. I mean, it's in Basa Indonesia, so like, um, and I felt like, what's the point? Like yeah. you know, like to co- coming to school and my grades weren't good also back then, and basically it was one of the lowest point of my life. Uh. But luckily, I found my passion. And, and you got through it. Yeah. You're a stronger person. Right. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's not get too real here. But yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that you know, like, you were better than your bullies, and you came out mm. not, mm. you know, like killing people or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know how many Criminal Minds episodes like the bullied kid turns out to be like yeah, a serial yeah. killer. I'm just like I'm. I don't know if you're a serial killer, Matthew, but I like to think you're not. So uh, really, okay. I thought you would be happy if he was one. No. Oh, you want to you want to be among my accomplices or something? <laughs> I am not a serial killer. I just like listening to podcasts about serial killer and watching. Yeah, Buzzfeed Unsolved and all those. Buzzfeed Unsolved is basic. Wow. I thought you were gonna high five me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I do watch it, but it's basic. Okay. Okay. Okay, wow, okay. Okay. But like, uh, yeah. Uh, talking about bullying or something like, I used to tell this to my parents and everything. But like, the thing that helped me the most is like the fact that oh you can actually defeat them by yeah. just like 
acknowledge that there may be mentally damaged also inside that they have because to because usually they yeah. come from broken homes yes yes or... like uh, they have to vent out so in a sense uh, <laughs> like I think they can vent out that um, in a way that they want to seem superior to someone yeah. else so in the end in the end they I want just, to feel yeah. a sense of power yeah exactly exactly so I'm glad that I didn't grow up to be like them yeah yeah, so I hope you don't bully or kill people. That would be a very good thing to the do. The only thing I kill is bacteria for my FYP. You murderer. I'm sorry, bacteria. <laughs> well, mosquitoes don't. Please tell me you kill mosquitoes. Yes, of course. Okay. My, my <laughs> I feel so bad when I kill mosquitoes, though. No, you shouldn't. And then you get dengue. <laughs> Please don't. My family is so scared that I want to get dengue because, like, I have the weakest immune system ever. Oh. <laughs> okay, like, uh. Like shall talk about dengue. Like, uh, when I wanted to come back for Chinese New Year, you like got dengue. No, <laughs> I thought I got dengue because I was in my friend's car. Like, cause I begged him to bring me out for food, cause I don't, I didn't have anyone else to drag me out. Mm-hmm. So like, I found out that there's this dengue mosquito that has been biting my, my legs for like, <laughs> three or four times, and I can see the bumps. I'm like, oh god. Please don't kill me dengue or something like that because like, like I didn't want to go back and suffer from dengue and I wouldn't be able to get all my red envelopes. Oh, mm-hmm. red okay. envelopes. That's but technically, most... you can still get them even if you're sick. You're not. If... But like, you cannot enjoy it, you know. But like, won't you get more red envelopes if you're sick? Like, oh no, does it work boy. that way? I don't think That's... it works that way. I mean, <laughs> oh my god! Whenever I'm sick, my uncles and my aunts are like, "Oh my god, this poor child." Cause like, even though I'm twenty one, I look like I'm twelve for the most part. So they're like, "This poor girl, let's just give her money and make her feel better." Wow, <laughs> actually, it might is be that, true. Is that does that explain why you are sick all the time? No, I'm sick all the time because I have a very poor immune system. And, and I, you benefit from it. And I eat ice cream while I'm sick. I do that also. That's the best thing ever. You know? I know, it's like the only thing I want to eat, so why won't you let me eat it? I feel like ice cream, there's, there's no bad time to eat ice cream. <coughs> exactly. Yeah, like, oh, oh my there God, is. Want... No, Matteo, shut hey, up. Hey, at one point, no. I got... A mouth infection And imagine your mouth Serves you right no, no, no. My mouth and my throat Was full of ulcers Like, and then, like I went to the doctor And then the doctor said Poor thing <laughs> Imagine like uh, I don't have the picture anymore But imagine Each and every wall Of your cheeks And the upper wall Of your mouth And your tongue And your throat Is full of ulcers I would die Anything that you swallow Even your saliva Will hurt you like crazy How did you live? I don't know Wow, your parents must have like, sacrificed the goat or something. <laughs> Me? Me? Oh my the god, if my, pa- if my parents hear this, they'll pray for you. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus Christ, please pray. I'm Muslim. They need to talk to Allah. Like, okay. yeah, Allah. Yeah, Allah, give this child some guidance. Yeah. Guide, guidance, ma. I started studying English and my English is just like flying out the window. Yeah, see. You're not happens. studying English. <laughs> okay. I am so sorry. I'm normally not this mean. I'm usually meaner. It's okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I can vouch for that because she's always mean. Mm-hmm. I'm so nice, Ken. How could you say that? And everyone says that about you, not just me. My best friend says I'm the nicest person ever, but then she's also my best friend. So it's, is it's, your best friend a cat? No, my best friend is unfortunately a human. It's like you know in, in like Chinese people's culture, all your auntie, your uncle, your grand uncle, your grand auntie, your grandfather, your great great grandfather <laughs> will always say. Will will, <laughs> will always say like, oh you're very handsome, huh? oh you're very handsome, but then you don't get a girlfriend at all, and girls will just. I'm sorry, I just look at you as a friend. But then your parents will always say like, oh, you're the most, you're the most handsome boy ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least, at least it's good enough that, like, oh my god, I'm getting too real about it. Like, some parents are actually, in Chinese culture, I've heard that some parents are actually call their child, like, I didn't even want you to be born. Or like, 
I found you in the dumpster. Oh my god, we were literally talking about that in class today for some reason in social English. Let's talk about that in class. Uh no, we were talking about social economic backgrounds and like we got really like split up in a group so like we got really like sidetracked and my friend goes like my my mom always told me that she found me in the dumpster. I think it's a bit of an Asian culture. I think that's the way they avoid talking about sex. They yeah, just say you are from somewhere else. My parents would be like, "Oh well, when a couple falls in love and gets married, Allah gives them a baby." <laughs> and then I was like, "Is that the teleport there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but how?" <laughs> and then when I was seven, I read my brother's science book and I found out. So I found out about the birds and bees pretty early. Wow. It didn't phase me. Seven. But I think that would have been a very contributing factor to my asexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very contributing. Music. Yeah, makes sense as well. I was like so disgusted when I found out like the penis or China thing. I'm like, oh, I want to die. Penises looks disgusting. Disgusting. I don't know why guys will even want to send dick, dick pics. Dick pics, right? <laughs> <laughs> they look like you know, like this xenomorph from the yes, like they look alien, nasty. like. Exactly. Imagine something like that popping out from your body. So. Why are we talking about penis right now? Yeah, <laughs> How did he <laughs> went to penis? Oh my god! But like there was this one like book I read where like somebody asked a girl like, "Wouldn't it be great if you were a guy?" And she's like, "No, I don't want a root vegetable in my pants." <laughs> and ever since then, I've like in my head like penises, root vegetables. I'm not going going to ask why is it called root, but okay. <laughs> but you know, root vegetables do look quite phallic. Okay, no need to explain. Please don't explain anymore. Sorry, Ken okay. is still like a child, so Ken's the youngest here, right? I think so. Ah, uh, Matthew, how old are you? Ah, uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two this year. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. I am the youngest. Mm. It's okay. Age doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, Everyone's gonna die in the end. So. It matters to Shamra because she. Keeps age doesn't she's matter, old. and prison is just a room. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what you get for listening to too many murder podcasts. <laughs> murder podcast, best podcast. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Matthew. Ma- yes, Ma- Matthew. Matthew. Let's <laughs> Sorry. start. Um, so, you mentioned a lot about Asian culture, right? So, yeah. apparently in Asian culture, there's a lot of this mentality about... That passion versus yeah. like stability. Get like a stable job, no? Hmm. Something in like engineering hmm. or accountancy hmm. or okay. law. Okay. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, Um. so... Uh, I mentioned about my parents being supportive for my hobbies, so I've me myself I've never thought of going professional on oh. dancing, um because I always thought of it as something that, uh, that's for me to channel out my stress, so I think if I go professional somehow it might actually cause stress for me and it's contradicting to what's the main goal of why I dance, I would just want to express myself, and that's all. I don't want to stress out about it, but like, um, my parents will always say you can always have a side hobby, but you need a main income or something like that. Cause, um, I do know people that works as a professional dancer in Malaysia, and I wouldn't say that life their life is very very hard. Like, cause. Asian parents like to think that if you're a professional dancer, you'll live on the street in the streets, and then you won't have money, and then you have to beg for food and everything and like that. And then you just die. And then you 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 get addicted to like hard drugs and everything like that. Yeah, and, then, and then basically you're disgraced because they cannot show you off. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, like <laughs> to their friends. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get to that slowly, but like basically, uh, like Asian parents tend to have this very old school thinking that. You have to have like a statistically proven job that has a high income. For yeah. example, being a doctor, any kind of engineer, lawyer, accountant, and maybe actuarial. Like more modern parents will actually want their kid to go into tech companies or actuarial companies and all those very, including medical sciences. I would say because like. Uh, it's one of the most developing industry ever, but they most of Asian parents will discourage their child if they want to pursue their career in, for example, painting or arts in general, or like um they want they don't want their child to be an artist 
like a musician, a dancer, a tattoo artist, a any kind of like art related things. Basically, stuffs that are not. It's not like, a conventional yeah. job. Yes, 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 and I've thought about it for a while actually. Like, um, I can understand where they are coming from, cause parents. Uh, In that generation, there was so much uncertainty yes, about money. Yes, exactly, exactly, <coughs> and they have grow. They they like my parents. They grew from zero, yeah. so they had to earn their hard like money from zero, like go through all these hardships and everything like that. Then I would understand where they're coming from if they don't want me to get this kind of job. Yeah. But um, I would understand other parents also, but I think. They might be wrong, so in a sense, because you do you can you can survive. Like I do know dancers that can like survive and they can have a comfortable life. I mean, everyone's standard of comfortable is different, but I think they are living comfortably, and I think they are really happy. You know, I think like uh, if you're happy with your job and you can survive your job, then I think that's good enough. You know, like imagine if you are forced. I think I've heard a lot of engineering students in this university. They are forced by their parents to go into engineering. And it really shows in like yes, day. yes. Because like at the end of the day, when you do your job, if you don't look forward to it at least a little bit, it's just like those hours are torture. And mm. when you think about it, like going to a job, a job you hate every single day, you just don't wanna be alive anymore it's like a chore yeah, yeah that's me during school back then so I would understand that pain imagine like I okay yeah just in the stage of university students engineering students they have a really really extreme workload yeah. and imagine not enjoying all that and they don't have much free time to themselves yes exactly exactly so I would say that um, forcing yourself on ex- and forcing your children to do something that they don't actually like and out of their that passion. That is cruelty. I think that's cruelty. But for them, maybe they think they're doing I mean, the it best. comes from a good mm. place, but... I don't know, like, it comes from a good place, but at the same time, um, in my... For me, I guess I'm, like, really blessed because mm. I get to do what I like. Mm. And my parents for the most part didn't try to discourage me mm. I mean like my mother did want me to be an architect but I feel you oh, <laughs> she's just like you can draw you're good at math why don't you just do it and I'm like I can't I, I do love art a lot I love painting and I was considering going to fine arts but my Asian jumped out at them I'm like Shabra how can you make money painting and then I, I realized basically and another thing I realized, like, I love painting so much, I just can't bear the thought of turning it into a career because then you lose the joy in it. Exactly. Because I love writing and it's one of my passions. But doing a degree in writing, it has taken its toll on me exactly. and my creativity. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it just shows you the real world. Like, you gotta write for other people to get money. And I'm mm. just like, exactly. it's very painful and exactly. sometimes. And like, I used to write every day and now I just write for assignments and mm. that's sad. It's like your passion, I mean working, uh, leaving your dream job, I mean your dream job, Yeah. your passion like writing is a great way to kill your passion also. Yeah, because it really kills it when you have to start making money off it and when you, making money off it means you have to start listening to other people's like suggestions, mm. like you gotta exactly. market it, like mm. maybe they don't like this way you're writing because you're writing it for yourself but maybe if you wrote it like in a more like like for example sex really sells in writing but yeah. if you don't like writing sex it just becomes a chore like oh yes, yes. exactly just have to include sex so other people will actually yeah mm, mm, mm. um I think that this happens okay uh I might delve quite deep in the hip hop culture in general okay. so um, because I'm really into hip hop and I've mentioned that breaking is the father of hip hop. So basically, uh, breaking comes from the African American and the Latin, the Latin American people, and they developed that from from the streets, and it got it has grown so far to be something that's commercialized, and 
once it's commercialized, that's where all the OGs we call them, like all the yeah. godfathers of like hip hop, like felt like, what's the point, you know, like. As what you've mentioned, it takes all the joy out from it because, like, it's just a media for them to earn money and gain publicity, yeah, or even get girls. Like, what's the point? Like, don't you want to just express yourself? Don't you want to just say, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, it's okay if you want to like attract people or something like that. It's I think dance dancing to attract people is one of. The coolest thing to do because like oh. you actually putting in effort, you know, like back then, like during the during the disco ages or like during the hip hop ages back then, nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies, nineteen nineties, like people go to the club and actually bust out some quality dance move. Unlike now, you go to the club and then you just see like those Chinese guys just like <laughs> like a robot cannot even move properly and just like. I'm like Man, They will describe me a lot <laughs> <laughs> It's okay You can learn Don't worry You can come to Nottingham Dance Club <laughs> I came to Nottingham Dance Club I hated I'm so sorry I didn't hate it Because of you I hated it because of me Because I have social anxiety uh, It was it's... horrible And that first class You made everybody come in the front And I wanted to die So uh, yeah After that I was like No no bye bye <laughs> I, I felt like that also Okay uh, Coming back to the uh, Asian mentality topic uh, I think I mentioned that Oh Shamra, I forgot that parents like to brag if yeah. they're mm. if they're yeah like your badge of honor like I told it I mean like my sister is a doctor she's married she has a kid she's like basically the perfect child to bring to anything like look at my daughter and then like my brother is currently uh, he works as a financial analyst and he's also pretty well off so look at my son and then my other daughter she just ignore her she's just she's there. in English yeah. <laughs> like. And, yeah, mm. I mean, I felt growing up, I always felt in like the shadow of my siblings, cause like they're brilliant, they're doing so well in the sciences, and there's me, and the one who stays home all the time. Not stays home. Yeah, true. I stay <laughs> home a lot. I'm an introvert. I can't help it. Okay, mm. but like um, and uh, like being trophy children that's it's another story that's like, so much pressure like and then like um they have this tendency to compare oh you know my friend's daughter yeah. audrey like she <laughs> she had she's admitted into harford and full scholarship and blah 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 why can't you do that and i'm like okay all you do is just dance 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 <laughs> never study oh my god mom i have first class over here isn't that good enough for you and then I'm like Now my parents Don't even talk about My grades Because we don't have That kind of relationship anymore <laughs> I mean like I don't know That's another story For Maybe another Maybe they episode. just Given up hope you know Maybe they already They have enough Of the prop child Maybe Yeah they have that <laughs> They don't need you To brag anymore <laughs> I mean like What can they say About me to like A Muslim community Like this is Shamra First of all Shamra should be married By now in that community <laughs> Really Yeah Oh my god Weird story. So my sister and I have a ten year age gap. Yeah. And a girl in my grade in school, her kid is older than my sister's kid. My niece is going to be three, her kid is like five. Mind you, she's I think she's your age, like twenty two. Mm. Yeah. Oh. She got pregnant at sixteen. Oh, and she wow. didn't even get she didn't even get on the T V show. Oh. She was married. <sighs> Wow. She got married at 16, pregnant and then... Is it something normal? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, again, lucky because my family is, like, very liberal. Like, even my sister, like, it was marriage by choice, not because she was forced into it. And, like, I'm not interested in getting married. Oh, my God, no, I just want a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a few more cats. Maybe in the future, there'll be a human-cat hybrid. No, uh, nothing human. <laughs> like, no. Uh, like, Maybe the like, good parts? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> The cat as the head. No, no, that is not. Oh my god, Matteo, I will throw you out of the window. Please do. No, I will give you what you want. I hope you lose your hair. Oh my god. Is that the only thing you call against him? I already lost my hair. I shaved my head last semester. I shaved my head also. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Okay, okay, fighting between the. Two head, head. Okay. I don't know how to describe. Okay, it. this is one question I really want to ask Matteo. Mm-hmm. 
everything like whenever i think of you or like people to talk about you it's always dancing 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 you love dancing but do you have any like i don't mean this in a mean way but like do you have other hobbies that you like don't talk about or is dancing your only hobby okay um I'm, this might come off as very geeky, but I do enjoy reading scientific journals. It's okay, yeah. Um, I do enjoy reading about diseases. That's why I chose my degree, biomedical sciences. Oh. That's a. Can I talk about my backstory? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay, so like, um, I used to have this uncle. He's my father's older brother. So, uh, we used to be really close. We used to go to his house. He lives with my grand, uh, late grandmother. So um, we used to go to his house every week, and he likes to give me and my brothers stops. And he's an education consultant, so sometimes I'll talk about my choice of degree or something like that. And uh, around two thousand twelve or eleven, I forgot. Uh, he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, oh. and um, it was something devastating for us. I was there in Singapore with my family, and at that point, I didn't understand the magnitude. Of that word, like oh, you have cancer, like, and then my parents were crying outside, and I was me, me and my brothers were just playing our games, cause we didn't understand the magnitude back then, and after time goes by, uh, after time time goes by, you know, like he, I started to realize, what how like how cancer impacts his quality of life, like we cannot go often to see him anymore, and we have to go to the hospital, accompany him to, go to health checkups and everything, and. I started to realize, you know, hey, I'm starting to feel really helpless, you know, like, uh, like seeing him not being to able to breathe properly without like a device or like a machine and not being to able to live a happy life. I mean, he's a really, really strong person. When the doctor like uh, gave the news to him, he just said, you know, this is life. These things happen. So I'm like, oh, wow. You know, like. He didn't cry. He didn't. I mean, like maybe he's crying inside, but he said that, and it was like something wow to me. But the most painful thing to watch is like I got to see how his uh determination gets Weak. broken down oh. after time goes by and everything. And sometimes he just wants to die and everything like that. And I, I get more helpless and helpless. Uh, my new back then, I didn't know that I wanted to study this degree. I know I like biology a lot, but. At that point of time, my father was trying to make me study architecture. And that's why I told you. Um, and I got rejected by a Singapore university, and it was a really painful time for me also. And somehow, uh, like days after I got the news that I got rejected from university, uh, me and my father went to visit my uncle. And uh, he's a education consultant, so he said, oh, actually, I noticed that you actually like um, biology and diseases and everything because I like to talk and I actually read about his symptoms and everything like that and oh maybe you can actually try to pursue this degree of biomedical sciences even though like he knows that I would I don't want to be a doctor I just don't want to be a doctor I just want to be like a researcher a researcher and he introduced me to the degree of biomedical sciences oh. and he even suggested this specific university Mm-hmm. And like I wasn't there when he passed away uh, Because I was stuck in university during uh, Because of visa issues And everything like that And yeah um, It actually impacts me a lot That I actually want to read Lots of scientific journals So that I can know about more stuff And potentially help people You know At least just Be a good researcher Or be someone that like gives good advice or something not like those degenerate anti-vaxxers but oh like, my god I hate that um, <laughs> like I'm so pissed off every time I hear those news like, imagine an outbreak of measles in the United hear, States did you read that new um, news article where this one woman and her infant like 15 day old yeah. infant were like quarantined because the measles thing I was like I'm so scared like what can a 15 day old baby like do to fight it off and exactly you know like um, all this stuff makes me want to read more to educate people, you know? Like, one of my aunt is an anti-vax. What the f- I know, right? She's well-educated. She graduated from university and she's working. Why is she anti-vax though? Uh, she still has the belief that 
vaccines can cause autism because But you can't cause autism. Yeah, you're okay. Born with yes. Um her child has is in the autism spectrum and mm. I I want to tell her I just don't have the chance yet because she tends to avoid family gatherings. Um I just want to tell her the scientific journal about that is a fraud. Yeah. It has been a poor <coughs> The dude that wrote, wrote he it He lost is his a license fraud. Yeah It's a fraud So I'm like Why are people still believing this? This is why education is really important This is why I need to read more To educate people But the thing is If you notice Like the trend of anti-vaxxers Tend to come from Like very educated people And I'm just like If you In my head In my head Like if you can eat processed food Why won't you vaccinate your kids? If you can eat McDonald's You can vaccinate your kid Like Exactly There are chemicals in McDonald's too Exactly. Uh, There's chemicals in everything. There's chemicals in you. You are made out of chemicals. Uh, exactly. Like, come down, Shamra. I'm just like, I don't understand like, why we would rather have a dead child than an autistic child. Hmm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> talking about uh, yeah, do that is my one of my other hobbies, and um, my other one is I used to write poems, but in you wanna like. Take part in the poetry workshop. <laughs> uh, I'm good, but I I I write it in Bahasa Indonesia. Oh. Yeah, cause, uh, I'm quite talented in Bahasa Indonesia. Like I used to get like, ninety eight or ninety six for my national examination, okay. because I tend to, I'm I tend to be able to, express more in Bahasa Indonesia. Wait, uh, question: Did you grow up, speaking in yes. your family? Oh. Yes. Yes. I le- I picked up English from. Playing games and watching movies. Oh my god, English is not your first language. No, it's not. You're pretty good at English. Thanks, but yeah, uh, because like I forced myself to learn because like I wanted to play games and sometimes I don't understand shit, so oh. I try to like play, I play, play, play. play me learning Japanese when I was fifteen because I wanted to play Final Fantasy Type Zero, <laughs> but then a cracked version in English came out, <laughs> and I was like three months of Japanese learning out the window. <laughs> best final f- no what second best final fantasy game but like yeah um writing poems is i used to write lots of poems because I, it's a way for me to de-stress also uh going through breakups and everything like that i f- felt like I, I i just i'll just write a poem and then after that i'll just scrap like scrap it and throw oh it away oh my god don't scrap it and throw it away that's your, that's a piece of your soul I mean, it, that's it's part like, of the process Yeah, I yes. think it's a part of the process for me to cope But my twin brother, uh, he really likes writing poems also But he, he almost got published, but I don't know why it didn't get published in a newspaper mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah, both of us really like to express ourselves in yeah, writing But I do poems. understand, like, I, I do spoken word poetry But some poems, like, even though I've written them It's like so deep mm. and meaningful to me And like, I feel like at that moment you say right them during mental breakdowns. Yeah, exactly. So it really takes a while for me to like go back to it again to make it presentable. Mm. So mm, poetry man. I love it but I hate it. Yeah, uh, like um I used to read lots of uh we have lots of uh what's what's the name of people that make uh poets. Yeah, we have lots of uh famous Indonesian poets like uh Kaya? no i forgot what is it called uh why what is this person called but we like we have a lot a lot of like poets especially during the period after our uh independence around 1950s 1960s even 1930s and i used to read a lot of those and i got inspiration from those and i'm like oh Actually, writing poems is actually quite cool. So I tried to learn how to like, uh, make my vocabulary more concise. colorful. Or actually, I don't like it to be concise. I like long. a very long poem. Oh. Yeah, so I can like legit pour everything out over there. So yeah, those are my other hobbies. Uh, you were gonna talk about work, study, balance, and romantic drama. Oh okay. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna keep it concise. So nice. unlike your poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I am wow, sorry. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Work life balance. I would say that my friends always ask me how can you balance work and and study basically because like I has been the comet 
I've been, I have been in the committee for NEC for three years, ever since first year, second year, third year. I was the marketing director for first year, I was the vice president for second year, and I'm now the president. So, mom, my course is a very heavy course. People tend to drop out in their first year, and people tend to recede, and so far I haven't recede yet, now, which is good. And fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. Like, and I'm trying. I'm always trying to keep my grades on the first class degree because I'm trying to score a scholarship for my postgraduate. Oh. Um, so like, um, work-life balance. I would say the most important thing for me myself is time management, because like I tend to have this habit of planning my week ahead. I think a lot of people do that, but I think that will make me calm because I have this problem of. Overthinking and getting into a panic attack. So writing it out or planning it out is good enough for me. So I would say that I don't have problem with work life balance. Even though right now I'm very overwhelmed, very 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 overwhelmed. I was just from a meeting just now, and after this I have dance practices. I have to teach lots of choreographies, and after this I have to start doing my manuscript for my FYP. I think it's manageable. Do you have a bed there? Um, I do, but it's fucked up. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a bit of suggestions to the listeners. Please don't be like Matteo. Have a bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> Six to eight hours of sleep a day. I somehow can get seven hours. Oh, Some I like getting ten. Okay. Everyone likes getting ten, but yeah. Um, I would like to add. I would like to talk like um, if you come to university just for studying, then I think I mean it's your choice, it's your life. But I think university is about. Other things too, like on your CV, people will look at your grades, yeah. Exactly. But they look at the clubs you've joined, what position, and like all your extra skills really make an impact. Mm, exactly, and like uh, I think like um, you can learn lots of life skills inside clubs and societies, like especially problem solving skills. Because yeah. my parents told me like, oh, you have to join this because you will learn organizational skills, I leadership skills. I how to talk to people, right? <laughs> I used to be really, really, really shy. Like, didn't talk to anyone. Only mm. my group of friends. Mm. And now I'm forced to talk to other people. Yeah. And uh, if we have time, maybe I can talk about, like, the problems in work-life balance. Because sometimes work is not always smooth, right? Yeah. So we do face dramas. Romantic dramas. Yeah. Like no matter a, how well you plan, there's yeah, something's gonna go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, that's when you your problem solving skill comes in and that's where your patience comes in that's where your mental fortitude comes in also and um i have faced this kind of uh situations before like romantic dramas like which is i'm like okay like it's kind of easy to solve and large scale dramas which it's stupid i would say <laughs> and yeah you will need time to solve it but I don't think it's impossible to solve. So as long as you have all the skills that I've mentioned before, then work-life balance should be okay. And uh, maybe for everyone's stress threshold is different. So maybe someone will break down easier. Also, I won't know. But as long as you know how much you can handle, then go ahead. Also, think of it this way: you survive a hundred percent of your life, so you can survive another day. Exactly. Just enjoy the process. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so, you don't necessarily enjoy it, but like, no, there's always something better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Matthew, uh, I think we are almost at the end of our episode. So, mm-hmm. before leaving, is there, uh, how, how do we, to the listeners, how do they find you online? Like, okay. what platform do you recommend <laughs> okay. yeah. finding you? Okay, so uh, to promote myself first, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just search my name, Matteo Putra. And you just find yeah, I'm always there and um just find me on Instagram. Oh at my god, your Instagram posts are so <laughs> I mean your stories are uh are at Mateo Put M A T E O P U T Mateo Put and do follow me and do follow at UNMC underscore N D C. Uh because <laughs> sorry, yeah. Um because we are gonna have our annual dance production. This year on March twenty seventh and twenty eighth, and we will start ticket selling on 
18th of February. So if you're interested, do drop by to our booth at SA Circle. Just find a very red booth with the NDC banner on it. I'll find Mateo. Yes, or find me. I'm really easy to spot. No, I'm actually short, but I'm quite easy to spot because mm-hmm. I always dress very extra. And this is another thing. Like I was the extra dressing person. So is this a male version of Shamra? No. <laughs> Excuse you. Nobody can compare to me. Uh, okay, I bow down to you. <laughs> like um yeah uh if you're interested uh ticket prices will be twenty ringgit for fixed number seatings and eighteen ringgit if I if I'm not mistaken. 18 ringgit I hope it's correct 18 ringgit for non-fixed number seatings but to confirm please do drop by our booth at SA Circle every day from 11 until 4pm wow, did Go you memorize all those guys. you and memorize all those details <laughs> no no no, no <laughs> when I'm... is it when do you buy the tickets <laughs> Everything. What's yeah. that guys If anything His determination Is something to go by yeah. I'm sure it'll be great Yeah Thank you I would like to thank uh, UNMC Diaries also For having me over here And letting me Promote my event also Be sure to listen To their other podcasts Because They have Really quality content And I nice. hope It's that... because I'm in there <laughs> <laughs> And I hope that This platform will grow Even further in the future And I hope that I can work together Again, With. what will you talk about in another episode? Uh, maybe I'll bring my twin brother next time or something. Oh. I, I don't know, know. Maybe Matthew can replace Shamra for a few episodes. No! <laughs> Nobody can replace Shamra. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. thank you so much for your time, Matthew. No problem. Thank um, you. Okay. And thank you guys yep, really for listening enjoyed. to us. Yes. Yep, and see you soon. See you. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. So, if you've seen... Nottingham Charity Run's 11th annual marathon is up for registrations. So if you guys want to like, you know, get in shape or go on a run, Ken, would you recommend? Yeah, obviously. I think Shamra will be participating too, right? I might be, but Mm. I... I thought you liked cardio. I do like cardio, but I'm kind of lazy. But I really, really want to, like, if I have time, I'm definitely going for at least a 5km run. Mm, So, guys... Join all proceeds go to an orphanage. Yeah, it's gonna be on the March 30th of March. It's gonna from, be on 30th of March from 5 a.m. to around 11 a.m. And you guys can check out more details at their Facebook page, which and is UNM Charity Run 2019. And also, booth, the booth, the booth. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have booth as well. So, registration ends on the 25th of March. So, you can either register at their booth or register online at their Facebook page. Yeah. So guys, what are you waiting for? Get off the couch and start running. Yeah, that's do. It's a good time to meet Shamra. <laughs> Bye. Bye.